it's just a shame that you know people who are of Jewish the Jewish faith have to throw away their basketball menorahs. I think that's <laughs> I think that's the real lesson here, Kirby, is that uh, it's very sad when you have to throw away a basketball menorah. Welcome to Unscripted with Kirby Hossaman and Bill Petrie. In this weekly podcast, Kirby and Bill talk about the world of marketing, branding, and promotional products. Unscripted is available only at promocorner.com, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry. Now, here's Kirby and Bill. Welcome to this week's star-studded episode of Unscripted. I am your host, Bill Petrie, with me as always, the other host of this fine program, the petty officer of Padfolios, the wing commander of women's apparel, the vice admiral of vector art, Dr. Kirby Hossaman. Kirby, how the hell are you today? I am doing well, my friend. And I will tell you, you are working hard on those names. I got to give you props on that. How are you, man? I'm doing well. I will tell you the hardest thing I do in preparation for this podcast is coming up with those names. I've created a monster. Mark Graham has commented on that. Uh, They vote over there on Comment Skew uh, for what the top name is. But I'll tell you what you don't have to vote for, Kirby. What's that, Bill? That'd be the top EQP program in the industry. And that's AIM Smart EQP. You know, as we drop this, St. Patrick's Day is tomorrow. Yes. On Saturday. And I was, as I was thinking, it made me realize you don't need the luck of the Irish to be successful in promotional product sales. What you really need is what industry expert and good friend of this show, David Blaze, calls the three critical factors you need to succeed. Right. EQP buying power, quality connections, and cutting-edge training. And those are the three components. Those are the reasons that the AIM Smart EQP community has been so successful at increasing both top-line sales and bottom-line profitability for their members. In fact, as a member of AIM Smart EQP, you're going to get that end quantity pricing from more than 100 of the industry's top suppliers. You're going to get quality connections with many of the brightest minds in the industry and that cutting-edge training that are going to help you grow your sales and profits fast. So, Kirby, don't chase those leprechauns to find your pot of gold. It's not going to happen. And don't even chase a leprechaun because you want to get a bowl of Lucky Charms. Also not going to happen. Just follow that internet rainbow to smarteqp.com slash unscripted. And you're going to get complete details on how to join that AIM Smart EQP community today. That's smarteqp.com slash unscripted. Kirby, are you ready to record at a platinum level today? I am ready to follow that internet rainbow, my friend. Let's ride the wave, my friend. Do you have a uh, topic you want to go ahead and start us off with today? Yeah, for sure. So um, the let's just start with, you know, branding. So okay. one of the things that I think we um, talk a lot about is big brands that get things right or get things wrong. Right. And it occurs to me, you know, about 66, I think, to 70% of our industry is made up of small businesses. Oh, I think it's even more than that. Yeah. So, so we spend an inordinate amount of time on whether Coca-Cola or Bud Light or one of those big brands is getting their branding right. Yep. But I wanted to, to maybe shift the conversation Sure. to smaller brands, smaller companies potentially in the Nashville area or wherever that are getting it right, not only from a branding perspective, but from an overall business perspective. And I know that's a a little bit of a niche topic, but I thought it would be interesting to hear. Well, I'm going to answer that question in the manner of my choosing. (laughs) That's that's pretty standard, man. That is pretty standard issue. So I'm going to kind of change your question just a little bit and talk about companies that are in our industry that I see are branding correctly or, or the right way. 
because um, I mean I could talk about there's an ad agency here in Nashville called Red Pepper. I'm not sure that means anything to anybody. Right. Um, not to blow smoke up uh, Danny Rosen, uh, Danny Rosen's skirt, but and Robert Fiveash, but I think they've done a really nice job with Brand Fuel. Mm. Um, they're they have a very interesting pop culture approach to their branding. They say that their company was uh, founded on Pop Rocks and Evil Knievel, which I, I, I love, um, especially since I dropped a uh, Evil Knievel blog earlier this week. Yep. I think Brand Fuel gets their branding correct. They position themselves well to their target audience, mm-hmm. and I think they speak to their target audience. Right now, in fact, I, I just saw um, they, their music is a big part of the culture at Brand Fuel, and they're doing a series, a video series with uh, each employee about what band they love the most. And mm-hmm. it's like a minute, minute and a half long video. I think it's filmed in black and white, if memory serves me correctly. And they're really spectacular. And it kind of shares that, um, it shares that likability. You know, people still like, still, still buy from people they know, like, and trust. Right. And the social media aspect of, of branding really can help people get to know you and like you and trust you. I think Brand Fuel does it exceptionally well. Yeah, that's I cool. think, as I think on the West Coast, I think Promo Shop, uh, if you're not familiar with Promo Shop, mm. does a really nice job. And they're, they're a larger a larger distributor. I think they're either just in the top 40 or just outside the top 40. And they do a really nice job with their website and their branding, again, speaking to their target audience. And then on the service provider side, I think, of course, Commissue does a great job with that. And you ask the question, and it's always things I aspire to, right? right? I want to make sure we're connecting with our target audience. We do it right. So let me flip the question back to you. Who in our industry, besides the ones I mentioned, do you see doing it right? Mm, wow. Well, it's interesting. I mean, you know, first of all, thanks for not answering the question at all. Um, I but... did answer the question. <laughs> I completely answered the question. Not the in question Nashville? I asked, but okay. Oh, okay, well, it is. Fine. In Nashville, there's a, there's an ad agency called Red Pepper. Okay. And cool. they do a really nice job, again, of, of positioning themselves as very forward-thinking, very uh, aggressive in terms of their approach, and having a fun culture. I've had meetings there as part of Promotional Products Association of the Mid-South, mm-hmm. and it is a wonderful space. In fact, I've taken notes for when we at Promo Corner get a space here in Nashville what I'd like it to look like from a collaborative perspective. Does cool. that answer your question, Kirby? Does, does that make you happy? <laughs> uh, I'm, no. I'm about to I'm about to strip you of your title of Vice Admiral Vector Art, by the way. <laughs> no, it's it's really good. So I would say, uh, in answer to your question, when you're talking about other ones other than the ones you have um, mentioned, mm-hmm. um, Origadio comes to mind. I yep. think that they really. Um, do a good job of kind of telling the story that they are <laughs> they're becoming an insider for sure in our industry but they do a great job of telling their outsider story mm-hmm. um, and that their their story of cool um, I definitely like that I actually always also like the direction Bam Bams is going yep um, good, I think very good one yeah, yeah I think they went from a, a um, company that wasn't doing a great job branding to a company that's doing a much better job branding and moving in the right direction so um, those are the two that sort of pop into my head right right off the top so this begs the question, mm-hmm. and, and I'm just going to jump on this. Are there companies where you see, not that they're doing it wrong, mm-hmm. that, that's not fair, 
but companies you see that they could do a better job or things you would like to see them change like they've maybe they've got good products or they've got a good presence but the brand just doesn't feel right to you uh within the industry i assume you're asking um, or you can tell me about one in Coshocton, Ohio, but yeah, yeah I was thinking the industry. Yeah, no, that's fine. Uh, so I think one of the things that most, a lot of brands are struggling with right now, um, and this is truly off the top of my head, are the ones where there have been mergers, um, mm-hmm. and they're trying to meld different, um, completely different companies and brands together. And right. I think that you're seeing, and I'm not, and I'll be candid with you, I'm not sure the right way to do it, right? But uh, you're seeing a lot of uh, companies that are struggling with this right now, just with all the mergers and acquisitions. Um, I feel like Imagine Brands uh, struggled with that early and mm-hmm. is doing a better and better job with that, but it's just hard, right? They're two different companies uh, with Vitronic and Crown. I think Prime, Jetline, Alpha, <laughs> Broder. Mm-hmm. That's that's the one that came to mind. <laughs> yeah, to me. I mean, those, it's, it's so hard. Now, I think out of the box, I was actually just talking to Brett Schaefer about this the other day, I think out of the box, they did an exceptional job. Like Absolutely. right during the announcement. The announcement. And, yep. Yeah. Um, and I think moving forward, time will tell. But I think what comes, th- that those are the things that come to my mind when you ask that question. And it's not that they're doing it poorly. It's just an almost impossible uphill battle to go, okay, so how do we start calling ourselves or how, what's the messaging tomorrow? And so right. that's what comes to my mind. Now, and the one that came to my mind was the Jetline Prime Alpha. You know, Jetline was bought by Prime, I think, almost three years ago. Mm-hmm. And then just last year, obviously, Alpha Broda acquired Prime. So now you've got this three-headed monster. And it reminds me of uh, when I came to Halo in 2000, 2000 actually. Okay. My background had been in office products, but working on acquisitions and integrations. And so I'd seen, I'd seen it work, and I'd seen it not work. And the biggest challenge Halo had outside of Starbelly, Starbelly was you know the one thing, that acquisition of Starbelly, you know, for those of you who don't know, Halo acquired an internet company called Starbelly that promised to revolutionize ordering, and it was either ahead of its time or was a big bag of nothing. Either way, they bought it for $250 million, and, and that ended up really crippling to the company to the point where they had to file for Chapter 11 bankruptcy in 2001. <laughs> but the biggest problem I thought they had was culturally because you had Halo had grown so much by acquisition. Mm-hmm. They had bought up in the East Coast a company called Lee's Keystone. On the West Coast, they had bought a company called Idea Man up in the – the Michigan area and in Canada, it was a company called um, uh, CCA, Creative Concepts and Advertising. And they never really integrated those acquisitions. So you had five different cultures around the entire United States. There was not one unified corporate culture. Mm-hmm. And then you'd go to corporate and there were literally three, two to three, I think it was, I think it was two, I know it was two, it might have been three, different accounting systems oh, man. running the books. And it was just it, it, no one knew who was what. So you had people, these little fiefdoms across the United States. Now, I think the people who are running the Prime and Jetline and Alpha Broder, you know, the Norm Hollingers of the world, the Jeff Letters world, very smart, very intelligent people, friends of ours. Yeah. And I'm sure they have a plan to kind of get that all under one roof. Mm. But, man, it seems like it's taken a long time. And, and and maybe it's just because the, the prime acquisition of Jetline, that integration has felt like from the outside, 
a really, really long time. And I'll tell you, so, so I asked you, you know, who's struggling with that. I'll add another one. I think who's struggling. I'll add two. Number one, I think um, SNS Activewear. I think they've got some great products. Mm. I think they've got a great sales force in place. I don't see from them a real unified marketing plan to tell their story. I don't know what their story is other than they've got good products. Mm. And to me, in our industry, in this day and age, that's not a good enough story. Mm. That's interesting. My opinion. Yeah, that's a super interesting. The number, the second one, I think, and again, for me, it, it almost start, begins and ends with the logo, and that's ASI. Mm. Yeah, um, that's right. We are, we are you know, the Advertising Specialty Institute. Um, it's an outdated name. Their logo is really, really out horrif- horrifically outdated. <laughs> um, it looks like Tyco race car racetracks mm. um, that I put little mini cars on on Christmas Day when I get my Tyco track. And I know it, you do. It's, I do. <laughs> um, it, it's a really outdated logo. And, and here's the thing. ASI does some really great things. They have some really smart people working there. They have some really great products. And... I think that branding really holds them back. I mean, I really, really do. So yeah, those, those are those ones are I see that struggle. And, and again, it's not because they're bad people. It's because, hey, there are other times. A lot of times there's more pressing things. Yeah. And we'll deal with that later. And sometimes later needs to become earlier. Yeah. That's interesting. Good stuff. Yeah. All right. So we actually spent a lot more time on that than I thought because I didn't answer the question you asked, right? <laughs> it happens. All right. So uh, I wanted to bring, I'll talk about the industry a little bit. So Chuck Fandos, who uh, I know a little bit, he's a really great guy. He had started a company called, or, or ran a company. I don't know if he started it, but he certainly ran a company called Gateway CDI. Mm-hmm. And he sold that three years ago to Brand Edition. At the same time, he was also the CEO of Facilis, mm-hmm. one of the larger uh, buying groups in our industry. And I think they're, they they position themselves as more than that. You know, they have a full software solution for their distributors. <laughs> yes, Chuck will yell at you if you call them a buying group. <laughs> I know. And it's not a buying group. But let me, let me put it this way. It is a, it is a uh, distributor solution that also happens to contain buying components that are yeah. advantageous to their members. Yeah, it's a buying um, group. It's a really weird argument. But go ahead. It's okay. Um <laughs> So he, uh, I don't know if you saw the news yesterday, but he retired from Brand Edition to com- focus completely on Facilis. I think that's fantastic. I yeah. um, want to get your take on it, but I'm going to tell you why I think it's fantastic. Okay. I always thought it was almost a conflict of interest to run a top or, or close to a, a top 40 distributorship or a large distributorship and run a distributor solution mm. at the same time. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of the whole reason, um, you know, Mark and Catherine have really distanced themselves from Right Sleeve, the company they started. I mean, right. I don't, I don't, I think they might hold positional titles, but they don't really day to day run day to day. So I think it's really good. I think it's good for Facilis. I think it's also good for Brand Edition. So I wanted to get your take on that because Chuck is one of the brightest minds in the industry. He's really one of the smartest people I know. Every time I speak to him, I walk away learning something about the industry, about myself, about life. So I love the fact that he's going to focus on facilities. And I wanted to get your take on him leaving brand addition. Yeah. You know, I think your, your point's well taken. I think the uh, idea of, you know, it's just a, you talk about it all the time, that this is an industry that's, that's founded on what? 
It's found uh, on... Complete paranoia and mild alcoholism. Right. And so I think that complete paranoia does detract from uh, that, whether it's founded or unfounded. I think, you know, one of the things I talk about all the time is the perceived world is real. Mm-hmm. And so if the perceived world is there's a conflict of interest, then there is. And so I think that, um, to your point, Chuck, who um, really is one of the bright minds in the industry, can focus... Um, even if, you know, it's, it's one of those things where I always go in name only, you know, if you are right. doing the, the facilis thing, but you're still helping on the other side, but doing so in, you know, behind the scenes, I right. think it helps the perceived value of the other brand. So I actually agree with you. I think uh, his moving in that direction makes a ton of sense. Well, I'm just glad he's not leaving the industry. When I saw yes. Chuck Fandos retires, like, oh crap, that would be bad. Because right. I mean, good for Chuck, certainly, <laughs> but yeah. uh, bad for the industry if he happened to retire fully. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what he does with Facilis. Kirby, do you have another topic for us to discuss at this time and place of your choosing? I do, I do. So uh, I made a post about this actually on Facebook the other day. I was sitting in my office. I was a home office, I should say looking out the window and it was about 6:30 at night, 7:30 at night, something like that and it was still there was still a little bit of daylight. Oh, I know what's coming here. Yeah, and uh I was just so excited. And I um you know, I know that we have to lose an hour of sleep in order to get the the back to the normal and right way that it is when it comes to the daylight savings time deal. Um and as I said in my post, there will never be a person who convinces me that this time, the way we have it right now, isn't the right time. I know that you have strong opinions about many things, and so I wanted your take on that. Kirby, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> so here's the deal. I hate all time changes. Yep. I really do. Um, it didn't bother me that much before I had kids. But the second I had kids, I decided it really was the worst because kids don't pay attention to the time change, especially when they're very, very young. And so you end up getting up an hour earlier. Bedtime becomes a disaster. I think it's time we do away with the other time. I agree with you. So so here's where I agree with you and here's where I don't agree with you. Okay, cool. We should just stop time changes, period. I agree it should be lighter out later. There's few things more depressing because I live on the far eastern edge of the central time zone, mm-hmm. which means I get very wild time swings in terms of when it gets dark and when it doesn't. And when we are in standard time, which is between what, November and March, yeah. when we are in standard time, right around the second or third week of December, it is pitch black here at 4.20 in the afternoon. <laughs> it's ridiculous. And that is ridiculous. <laughs> So I, I, you know, there are a few things the state of Arizona gets right. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> this is one of them. Yes, I agree. They don't participate. Yeah, yeah. So and, I, the funny thing is, is no. So we don't disagree on this at all. Uh, so um, well, here's the, the thing: I don't care. If, I don't care if it's later, or earlier. I just want to stop time changes. Yeah. It's just, I no one. I'm not plowing my field. Well, it has uh, nothing to do with that. That's the that's the great irony about this. Yeah, there's about five reasons, and none of them are real. None of them are real. All yeah. of them. Whenever you dig into them, it's like, oh no, that has nothing to do with anything. And Mm-mm. so I agree with you. I think we keep it on this time, and eh. in perpetuity. 
So I, I would be fine with that. I would also be just as fine with keeping it on the other time in perpetuity. Oh, God, I would be I would less totally fine. Totally not be that. I would be less <laughs> fine with it. And my thing is just pick one and just move forward. It's just not necessary. It makes the entire week afterwards an ass whip. Yeah, I see. I, I'm always just like, well, I'll just get an extra hour of sleep someplace and call it a day. Actually, this time change never doesn't bother me as much because yeah. I know summer and spring is coming. The other one, like the, you get an extra hour of sleep, and I, I'm depressed for the next month. I cannot see, stand the darkness. But see, I can't get. It's not like I can get an extra hour of sleep. It's not like I can reprogram my yes. circadian rhythm yes. to all of a sudden get an extra hour of sleep. No, I, I, I wake up. I wake up at the same time. It just happens. My digital clock says something different. Yes. No, and, and I agree. It's the same as when I travel. Uh, no. So, so yeah. I just I want there to be more light. The end. Well, Kirby. <laughs> I think I speak for the entire industry. You're a light in our life. <laughs> and speaking of light, Kirby, real quick. Yep. Uh, one more topic before we, we jump right into fill in the blank. This is a nice transition. Very quick. So um, I don't know if you saw this. I'm always interested when there's recall of promotional products. Mm. The Golden State Warriors had to recall a promotional product due to fire and burn hazards. Yikes. Promotional menorahs, Kirby. Wow. When they uh, celebrated Jewish Heritage Night. Okay. And due to some faulty glue, they are a fire hazard. Kirby, how do you manage that type of... First of all, how do you not, from a product safety perspective, and Jeff Jacobs is smiling ear to ear right now because we're talking (laughs) product safety. Right. how How do you not make sure that the glue isn't flammable? Yeah. Dude, it, it, you know, it's it, a lot of Monday morning quarterback is easy on something like this. This is like, I, I mean, I think if you're... Oh, it's real easy. That's why I like to do it. Yeah. <laughs> no, and I'm not even criticizing because I think it's important that we do it. Yeah. But um, it, it is one of those things that if you are a distributor and hopefully you're thinking about your business in any uh, uh, proactive way, this is literally one of your nightmares. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I, I anytime Absolutely. I see anything like this, I just feel so much for the company. I feel so oh, I much for the, the distributor, uh, even for the supplier as well. It's just it now. How do you do it? Yeah, I think that is no. the, well, you're literally making the argument for the QCA piece. Right. We no, need no question. more and more to people to participate. No question. And Tim Brown does such a great job running that organization. Yes. But, I, you know, th- that's a supply chain failure. Right. Yeah. You can't expect a low level person at uh, the Golden State Warriors to realize that the glue could melt and catch fire. Yeah. Right. And you, you rely on the certification suppliers. I mean, at some point there's a failure in that process, yeah. in that uh, supply chain. And it's just a shame that, you know, people who are of Jewish, the Jewish faith have to throw away their basketball menorahs. I think that's, <laughs> I think that's the real lesson here, Kirby, is that uh, it's very sad when you have to throw away a basketball menorah. That is the lesson, my friend. That is the but, lesson. But you know what's not sad, Kirby? What's that, Bill? That'd be the good people at Gold Star Pen. Yeah. You know, one of my... I, I, I wax poetic about the Eversmooth ink all the time. I really do like it. It's no, no BS. Mm-hmm. But they're also the le- leaders in writing. You know, they got the largest selection of full-color writing instruments. They have that standard 24-hour production on 30 styles of full-color 360-degree wrap plastic pens. That, that's amazing. Yeah. Kirby, are you amazed right now just thinking about that? I am amazed. Loving Gold Star, bro. 
Well, and, and the thing, you know, they really stress the simplicity and doing things easy. And everything is included. Everything is included the pricing. All setup, all decoration charges, free ground shipping on all writing instruments. Always, always, always. So they really have provided a simple solution for writing instruments in the industry. So if you want to learn more and sign up for a free simplicity starter kit in if you don't, man, you're missing the boat. Right. Go to goldstarpens.com slash unscripted and get that free Simplicity Starter Kit. Kirby, are you ready to play a little bit of fill in the blank? I'm so excited, my friend. Why don't you go ahead and go first? Okay. Well, we know that, uh, as you said, as this drops, it will be Friday, the day before St. Patty's Day. It's also yes, a sir. big day of basketball. I yep. know that you love that. Uh, so just a really quick 10,000-foot question. The winner... Yeah of the NCAA tournament this year will be? The fight in Texas A&M Aggies, sir. The number seven seed. They are going to surprise everyone and run the entire tournament. I love it. I love it. You know that the statistic here is that, like, for the last four years, a seven seed has been, like, in the final four. So That's right. Yeah. And, you know, Texas A&M has a very nice history of playing down to their competition, um, <laughs> which is why they're a seven seed. Um, they were ranked as high as number four in the country, like in December. Okay. Um, I don't think it'll be A and M. Unfortunately, I think they'll beat Providence, uh, number ten seed, on Friday, okay. and then they will run into the buzzsaw known as the North Carolina Tar Heels Ooh. on Sunday. So that's uh, that's a tough one, pal. Yeah. Well, I'll be rooting for him, bro. Well, I'm sure you won't, but thank you. <laughs> I will. I, I I I always root for my friends' teams. Well, I pre- I do appreciate that, and I do the same thing except for the Ohio State. <laughs> Appreciate the honesty. All right, Kirby. Little insight into your travel life. Okay. Your flight is at 3 p.m. The time you arrive at the airport is probably about 1, 1 15. I am uh, I'm, I'm a big believer in getting there early. The airport tells me to get there two hours early. I tend to get there two hours early. Um, I actually don't mind travel. And from my perspective, that's the one thing I have in my control is that okay. I can get there plenty early, get through security. I've done the TSA pre-check based on your recommendation. That's, yes, sir. That is $85 well spent. Um, yes, it is. And so, yeah, I am an early arriver. My brother-in-law totally makes fun of me about that, by the way. I'm like, you know what? I can get to the place. I can have a beer. I can eat a sandwich, whatever. Because right. I can either read at my house or I can read at the airport. I just prefer to be where I need to be. Yep. I'll totally get real quick on the TSA pre-check. You know, when it doesn't go well, mm-hmm. um, the TSA has really created a monster. When it was free, there's nothing to complain about. But now that I'm a paying customer and it doesn't work, oh, I get cheesed off real quick. <laughs> yeah. No, that's fair. I, every single time I go, I, it has been, like I say, literally, it's paid that $85 and then it's, some. So, a beautiful thing. Yeah. All right, Kirby, go ahead. Okay, so you and I have talked about uh, in the past on this podcast about what's cool, right? If you have to tell people you're cool, you're not cool. You know, Correct. You, you've said that before. I have. So, so the person in the industry who personifies cool is Sam Cabert. Nice. That's not yeah. what I thought you were going to say, but I like it. No, I'm going to go with Sam Cabert. Okay. He's got this very casual way about him that strikes a really nice balance between confidence and inquisitiveness yeah and i really like that i mean he is he there's a lot of cool people in the industry um certainly you would be one of them (laughs) Uh, iphone belt clip notwithstanding (laughs) um 
<laughs> I do but, not. I'm not in the same wavelength as Sam Caper, man. No, but Sam is just a pretty cool, laid back, chill California dude. Yep. No, that's a good one for sure. It's not who I thought who'd you were going to say, but it was really good. Who, who'd you think I was going to say? I thought you were going to say Luke Cash. I thought you were going to say Jason Luke Cash. Definitely Luke Cash. Top He's five. on the list, right? Yeah. Top five. Okay. I could give you a top five, and, and Luke Cash would be in that top five. Okay, cool. All right. Kirby, the perfect sandwich consists of blank. Uh, uh, the perfect sandwich consists of, you know what, I'm a cheeseburger guy, man. A big uh, half pound, three quarter pound beef and uh, American cheese. I And, you know, if you throw on the topics, I'll, I'll go lettuce, tomato, mayo, ketchup, the end. So that's the perfect sandwich for Kirby. Would you like to tell me how I'm wrong? I don't think we have enough time in this <laughs> podcast to really go over how much you're wrong. Um, I was going to start off with the hamburger's not a sandwich, but it is a sandwich. I, 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 I was more thinking. I didn't. I, you know, I didn't ask the right question. Okay. I was thinking more cold cuts and oh. things like that. But you know what? No, you answered the question as I presented it, and I learned yet another valuable lesson here. <laughs> I need to be more specific asking you questions. Kirby, do you have another fill in the blank for us? I do. So you have a new hire this week. I do. Yeah, so that's exciting. The lovely and talented Jessica Onions. Yeah, so here's my fill in the blank. Yep. The way you would describe Jessica Onions is... Assertive. Um, nice. She has uh, almost immediately taken the bull by the horns, and uh, after kind of really a crash course in in what promo corner is and the products we offer and what I need her to do in terms of executing that, she has really just taken a leadership role and just started doing. And I, I love that. Cool. I love the fact that she's not afraid to make mistakes. She's not afraid to ask questions and she's not afraid to just do, which is exactly what I hired her for. I want her to, the, the way I really manage people is I want them to own their area. Mm-hmm. You know, This is your area. It's your little business within a business. I want you to own it. I want you to run it. I want you to think like a business owner. I want you to think how it advances the bigger picture forward. And obviously early on in the uh, process, but so far I couldn't be happier. Awesome. Yeah, every, everything is advertised and then some. I love it. Cool, man. Yeah. Kirby, the worst book you've ever read is blank. Because wow. I know every once in a while you're going to get a dud. Yeah, no, that's actually really hard. Um, the worst book. That... And you may not have even finished reading it. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so I, I've read, you know, thousands of books so i don't know if i can right. put but i will tell you here's what i'm struggling with right now How well about let's that? let's put let's put that on your bragging montage i've read thousands of books <laughs> well, sorry <laughs> i'm just <laughs> kidding I'm, I'm kidding uh so i'm reading the latest book from tim ferris right now uh-huh. uh tribe of mentors i am uh-huh. really struggling with it i am You're fighting to get through it i'm 400 pages into a 600 page book and um the concept of it and i'll make it quick is that he's asking the same questions of every single interview Mm-hmm. And so it's every two to three pages, I go to a new interview where they're answering the same questions. And the fact of the matter is a lot of them are answering very similar. And so I'm like finishing it because I made the point of buying it. Yeah. <laughs> and so I'm, I'm, I'm working my way through it. But mm-hmm. I'm really struggling with that one. I'd, I'd actually yeah. love to hear because I'm sure that there are other people who've gotten a lot out of it. But I've gotten a lot out of about 10 of the interviews unfortunately i've read 200 (laughs) you know what i mean like so so that one i've struggled with all right give me one more please one more okay um the advice you feel yourself giving 
in the industry or out of the industry, the advice you feel yourself giving the most is? Fervently believe in yourself. Um, it, uh, and I'll tell you why. I actually thought about this as a, as a kind of an offshoot of a different topic I was going to bring up, and clearly I didn't. But I, I, it took me personally a long time to find my voice mm. professionally and to feel confident about that voice. Mm. Um, I'm no, not much different than I was five or six years ago, but I'm a hell of a lot more confident in what I say, how I say it, and how I'm able to express my ideas. And that has made a big difference in my professional life. Mm. And so I see people who, who don't have confidence and it's a continual struggle, sure. right? I mean, there's still times I feel like a 14-year-old boy asking for somebody's approval internally. Yeah. But it's, it's you know, people who are confident walk differently. People yeah. who are confident talk differently. They act differently. They just, and, and, and so to me, the advice I give people, hey, believe in yourself and what you're doing. Mistakes are going to happen. Own them. Fix them move on mm -hmm. so it's that to me it's a confidence thing it's confidence yeah it's a really it's a really good piece of advice and i know we're running long but i think it's Sorry. one of those pieces that i actually when i'm talking to people all the time i'm like don't confuse yourself and think you're the only one with that voice in your head exactly. that tells you you're not good enough you're not smart enough we all have that voice in our head and your mm -hmm. point about saying no you got to push through be confident in yourself and yep. uh yeah that's great advice bro yeah, that's all. And I'm going to have one more one more fill in the blank for you, okay. if that's okay. Yep. Your favorite childhood toy that you, you it's long gone, mm -hmm. but you remember fondest is? Oh, man. I was all about the G.I. Joes. I was, real American hero. Real American hero. So it's funny because I was like those action figures between G.I. Mm -hmm. Joes and like the Star Wars figures. And what's really funny about those is I, I was an only child until I was nine years old. And so right. I would entertain myself. And what... I developed into, you'd have the little battles, but what I would start lining them up and designing football plays. That's awesome. <laughs> and so awesome. I spent hours doing that. That's awesome. Fun stuff. That's awesome. Well, you know what else is awesome? Our good friends at AIM Smart EQP. They've been a great sponsor for us the past 10 weeks, and they do a great job. And again, if you are a a distributor that does a good amount of sales, you're innovative, you're independent, and you're ready to take your distributor game to the next level, go ahead and go to AIM. Uh, go ahead, I'm sorry. Go ahead and go to smarteqp.com slash unscripted. Get complete details on how to join that AIM Smart EQP community. You get that EQP buying power, the quality connections, and that cutting-edge training from the good time player man, David Blaze. So again, that's smarteqp.com slash unscripted. You won't be sorry you did, Kirby. As always, a pleasure speaking with you, and I hope you have a good and safe St. Patrick's Day. Thanks, man. Thank you for listening to Unscripted with Kirby Hossaman and Bill Petrie. Unscripted is available every Friday at PromoCorner.com, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry.